Previously on the podcast, we commented on the questions surrounding the appointment of John Barillaro to the Trade Commissioner role in the United States. It has since emerged that the recruitment process was flawed from the very beginning, with a parliamentary inquiry unveiling serious questions of misconduct in office. Assistant General Secretary Troy Wright joins me to talk about the revelations of the inquiry and the victims of this highly controversial Jobs for the Boys scandal, fast embroiling Premier Dominic Perrottet and his ministry. Thanks, Troy. So, John Barillaro, obviously in the news a lot lately uh, for obvious reasons. He has a history of insulting the public service, though. One prominent example is by referring to our members in the National Parks and Wildlife Service as the National Sparks and Wildfire Service in response to the 2019 bushfires. National Sparks and Wildfires, and that's what I call them, because at the end of the day, their approach to lock everything up and somehow let it let it burn is their approach to conservation and, and protecting the environment. Where it was actually his government that was responsible for cutting the funding of the service that was used to fight the fires and then blaming the agency uh, when the, it was the NPWS who was trying to deal with the out-of-control fires. So how ironic is it that he himself was all along attempting to become a public servant as a sort of golden parachute for quitting politics? Yeah, you're spot on, Jim. Um, John Barillaro's record as a Deputy Premier and politician and his attitude towards the public sector has been appalling. He's been one of the leading spear carriers in attacking our members and attacking the roles of our members. His lack of respect for our members and the work they do right across many portfolios has been astounding and quite obvious to anyone that's seen it. Uh, He's made disparaging comments in every opportunity, you're right, particularly in regard to anyone that works in environmental regulation or anyone that works in agricultural regulation, because that's where his mates are. Um, So yeah, it's quite amusing that somehow, well, you know, look, would we, he wants to be a public servant, would anyone categorise this as a public service role? I guess, I guess technically it is, but... Um, this role at $450,000 base salary, $122,000 living expenses, right. it's hardly what I'd regard as a public sector <laughs> job. But um, look, if it is, maybe John might want to fill out a join the PSA form and come on board after all this time. <laughs> um, I mean, look, that's a very interesting point you raise. And, and it just goes to show, you know, the level of um, interference, I guess, in this case, uh, that the New South Wales government has over the public service, you know, is it the belief of the Public Service Association that the public service as, an, as a sort of a, an entity should be uh, independent to the New South Wales government? Because how does the New South Wales government justify meddling in the process of recruitment uh, and effectively using it in this case, uh, using the public service in this case, as its own personal piggy bank for its mates? I mean, shouldn't there be some sort of arm's length independent process to that yeah look this this has got a real stench to it the more it's rolling on the bigger the stench and the bigger that stench is attaching to more and more politicians at macquarie street i i I think any members that have watched this i think they should contrast it to their own workplaces i'll leave schools out it because they have a bit of a unique situation as far as recruitment goes but for any member that's watched this unfold think about if in your office, in your workplace, whether it's a, you know, say Service New South Wales or it's in a jail or it's in National Park somewhere, say you've got an entry level position come up, say you've got a Clark 3-4 vacancy, think about how your department handles that recruitment and think about the steps that have to go through, the arm's length that the decision maker needs to be at from any applicants, 
the objective process and you know like I think all our members know we all get a bit frustrated with there's a lot of administrative and and often you know rigmarole that 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 sometimes is for appearance sake um, but I think all of our members know how long recruitment decisions take, how detailed they are, and how objective they are required to be beyond reproach. Mm. And that's for something for a Clark 3-4 or, you know, anything through our members' work. Yeah. Um, the most basic of entry-level positions has a far more rigorous process than what's been put in place here. Yeah. We had a recruitment company apparently do that correctly. As a result of that, Jenny West gets an offer to get the job. A month later comes over the top that that, with, that offer's withdrawn and the outrageous comment that's made to her by the boss, Amy Brown, the outrageous comment that this is going to be a present for someone, and that's not what public sector jobs are. You know, if this happened, again, to use that analogy, if this happened in a Clark 3-4 job in an office somewhere and that was set up to be a present for someone either retiring from politics or someone who knew someone... Our members would be outraged, we would be outraged. It would be corruption, it would be in ICAC for a job like that. Yet for some reason it seems the higher these public sector roles, and I'll use that term loosely, public sector role, go, the less transparent the process is, when it should be more transparent. And, yeah, I, I just find that absolutely bewildering that yeah. this would occur at that level but it wouldn't occur at a lower level and you know the processes are more rigid for our members jobs absolutely and i think as the parliamentary particularly the parliamentary inquiry rolls on a lot more of that detail is going to get extracted and become public and we're going to see exactly what was going on here that the meddling that we were referring to um on a sort of different sort of tangential note just to summarize um uh, just to finish this up a little bit a lot of the emphasis on the state budget from two months ago was focused primarily around women, uh, women's participation in the workplace, for, ex uh, for example. Um, it was highly applauded at the time. Matt Keane got a lot of good press out of it. But here you are, not at around, you know, the, the situation that blew up around the exact same time overshadowed the announcement of the budget somewhat. And it's still going on at this very moment where you've got a very high profile public servant or former public servant in Jenny West effectively hung out to dry for the sake of John Barillaro. And you've got another high ranking public servant in Amy Brown, who was her boss at Investment New South Wales, who has effectively been told to wear the crown of blame for uh, John Barillaro being recruited in the first place. If you listen to the, if you read the statement that was issued by Stuart Ayres in relation to this, it was solely the decision of Amy Brown. He was completely not associated at all, which may or may not come out the truth of in the coming weeks. What does this say about the New South Wales government's attitude towards successful women who are public servants? Yeah, look, um, I, I fear this is a pattern we're seeing across public life with the LNP. Um, go back 12 months and there was a scandal around Australia Post. Who was hung out to dry for Australia Post? It was the female CEO, Christine Holgate. Right. Without a doubt, everything that's come out around that scandal about, you know, particular presence being given to staff, there were men in her management team above and around her that bore no blame and she became the public face for it. Mm. What are we watching here? We have Amy Brown, who's, I understand, I've, I don't know her official title, I think it's CEO or, right. uh, yeah. of Investment New South Wales, and that's a 
that's a senior job in the public sector, but by no means is at the top of the public sector. But you're right, is being positioned as the blame bearer for this. Um, there's quite clearly some political interference and there are men above and around her in more senior positions. Michael Coots Trotter is her senior secretary. Um, yet again, doesn't appear to be mentioned in this matter yet. Um, although we have heard Jenny West say she provided Michael Goodstrotter with a very detailed portfolio outlining her concerns about the process. Mm. Where's he? Where's uh, Stuart Ayres? He took over from Barilaro. Where's Barilaro? Mm. <laughs> Funny, he was happy to pop his head into this position. He doesn't seem too happy to pop his head into the scandal that's generated. So, yeah, it's 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 a. I, I think it's a genuine observation that you know these these scandals are happening, and where it's an LNP government, whether state or federal, they do not hesitate to hang it on someone lower. And and women tend to be the uh, unfortunately the bearers of that at the moment and um, it's a worrying trend I think for women in the public sector working with this government that this could be how you could be hung out to dry Protect yourself at work Call the PSA today on 1300 772 679 or head to psa.asn.au 